What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Blended Couple on Fire podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh, and I'm here with the always wonderful, beautiful Miss Christy. The number one host. <laughs> and that makes me a number two, which is never good. <laughs> ever, ever good. Today's show, we're actually going to be talking about something uh, pretty interesting. Actually, it's, it's really healthy to talk about. It's openness and honesty in your blended marriage, and that's coming up right now. <laughs> Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level, then this is the channel for you. All right, all right, all right. So if you haven't already, please do us a favor and hit that wonderful share button. Help share the love of the Blended Couple on Fire. We would appreciate that. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. How are you today, my beautiful wife? Good. You said Matthew McConaughey's line. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I know. All right, all right, all right. I know that's like a bumper sticker. I'm good. So, I'm CP. You CP? Yeah. CP tired? Yeah. Because yeah, of know, our dog. It's his dog's fault. It is. So, yeah. So let's talk about that just real quick, okay? Because that's really an interesting story. So if you've never owned a beagle. We had to put my dog down. Yeah. So a couple sad. weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was sad. He was a good dog. And he was not a whiner or a crybaby like my dog. My dog is a beagle. And he, if you know, they have a baby gene, a little whiny crybaby. Anything goes wrong with them. They're always. Does that even confirm that? Yes. Drama gene. Drama gene. Big sissy gene, right? So anytime any little thing goes wrong with him, he, and he is dramatic. And there's always something wrong with him. And there's always something wrong with this dog. So anyway, so he had been messing around with his ears, right? He has these big, long, floppy ears. He's a beagle. So he's been messing with his ears and it's just gotten worse. And then all of a sudden, like the last three or four days, it's just went crazy with him. He's panting. He's running around the house. He's trying to rub his head on everything. He's whining nonstop. All night. All night long. All night long. Finally, we were able to get him into the vet and he has a severe ear infection. Skin infection is what they call it. So uh, he's actually behind us on the ground right now, sleeping. So that's actually a good yeah, thing. Yeah, because he's going to be up all night. Yeah, because, and he better not. That's all I'm saying. I'm about to give this dog sleep. We have gotten no Benadryl. sleep. It's like we had have a newborn. Somebody else said that to me, and I'm like, this is way worse than a newborn, because you don't have to let your newborn outside to the bathroom <laughs> and like let him run around for 15 minutes at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Or 1. Or one or, or whenever it is, right. It's like, no. So it's really, so at the end of our hallway where our bedroom is in the hallway at the end of the hallway we would put up a gate before years ago we'd put up a gate and keep him down at the other end but he's gotten smart so he scratches at this gate and we can hear it in our bedroom so it wakes us up so of course he sleeps with us now and it's been fine but now doing all this stuff christy the other night came out here at like one or two o'clock in the morning he had to slide our large leather ottoman in the front of the, the hall. hallway but it worked it worked. Because if he works. scratches at it, you can't hear it. You I'm can't like, hear I it. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, no, what he did this all. morning, though, people, do you want to know what he did? I got up, getting ready for work. He's running around doing his psychopath thing because he can do circles around our house. He's panting, everything else. He he starts digging frantically at the couch, like, <laughs> and then he'll stop and he'll breathe heavy because I have to put medicine <laughs> in his ear. He literally today got up on our, okay, we have a leather couch and we have a cloth couch. He got up on our cloth couch that's in the front room, the red one, and literally was panting, 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 turned, looked directly at me, and let out his whole bladder onto <laughs> the couch. I can attest to that because I had to clean it. So I was so mad. Yeah. And you so, know how he is? He like stares at you when he's doing it, too. Like, what are you, you going to do about it? <laughs> what are you going to do? I swatted his little behinds. Probably. He needed it. 
So anyway, uh, you know, so yeah. We're sleep deprived. Yeah, like we we have a newborn baby. We are. We're absolutely <laughs> sleep deprived. So, but today's episode, you know, we want to talk about something that really is super, been a major, major impact in our own personal marriage. A major impact. And sometimes so, good, sometimes bad. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> both sides of everything, right? And that's fair, right? But openness and honesty. And I think it's important that we actually talk about, you know, the important parts. Like what does having good openness and honesty in your marriage, like why? What is the reasoning? Like what is the benefit of doing that? Because I think it's easy as people to say, well, I'm grown. Like especially as a blended family, like as, you know, you come in, maybe you're just getting married for the first time or the second time and you're in your 30s and you already have children. You're like... Okay, I have some privacy stuff that was graded in the other room. Christy almost fell off her chair because he banged the wall. But I think it's important, you know, that we understand like, you know, yeah, we are adults. But in our marriage, the openness and the honesty is so important. It creates a lot of things that we're actually going to talk about today. So uh, openness and honesty is such an important thing. Do you have anything you want to talk about about openness and honesty before we begin? What's that grin for? Because I really wasn't listening to a lot of it. I was reading the comments, but. You weren't listening to me at all. You, appreciate no. that. People. Uh, my dog had diarrhea from my house yesterday. <laughs> right. And we feel your pain. Mark, we're talking about the red couch that's in the front of the house. <laughs> Mark, he's been to our house before. We're, we're saving a special seat for you. <laughs> it's like a waterbed. Not the one that's in the room where we have life group. <laughs> yeah, it's in the front room. It's not in our living room. And no, he is not baby cute. Okay, maybe when he was a not puppy, baby. he was baby cute. Okay, he's now not. he's like geriatric old man annoying <laughs> Dude, is, is what he is. He is so old manish. He is straight papa grandpa for sure. <laughs> oh what did my she gosh. say? She goes, a trainer I've been watching stated they do not hold anything in. If the, if there is an issue, they immediately address it so it doesn't explode later. Yeah. Yeah. So the I'm only sorry. thing I have to add is anyone that knows me, my husband can attest to this. I'm a pretty honest person to begin with. So it's, <laughs> I've been that way since I was a child. And my oldest son, Garrett, um, who is annoying sometimes, but he <laughs> is a very honest child too. So if you ask him a question, you're going to get the honest opinion. He tells on himself for a lot of things. He just yeah. is honest and he gets that from me. I was talking about that with Ross today about him particularly. Yeah, I was about how, you know, he really, Garrett comes by it honestly, right? He's 19 years old. He is his mother's child. <laughs> okay. Like, and I love that. Like in uh, our youth pastor at our church, his name's Ross, right? Pastor Ross. So Ross and I went to lunch today and we were talking about Garrett and about the openness and the honesty. And with him, it's like, we, we never really had a problem with him lying, not per se, right? Like every kid I mean, a little bit here yeah. and there. Right. But overall, like he just was all like, Nope, I did it. You know, like I did it, you know, and that's just what it is. And he took it, even if he knew he was getting in trouble, he just accepted it for what it was. And he took his punishment. I remember he got in some serious trouble one summer and he was grounded the whole summer. No, I mean the whole summer, like took his phone, couldn't watch TV, like all this stuff, took it like a champ, almost like punishing this child doesn't work. But he was open and he was honest about um, most everything growing up. Like it's it's kind of refreshing where all of our kids were not like that. No, no. You never have to wonder where you stand with them. No, absolutely not. No. And my son was the opposite, right? He never wanted to disappoint dad. So he kind of went the other route, right? Always these little white lies, omitted things, which was lying, right? Um, not telling you everything, you know, all this stuff that's just ultimately not being open and not being honest, which made it hard to trust him in certain situations. But he's changed since he's gotten older, you know? And Garrett has too. Garrett has, is very trustworthy. 
Yeah. I would say, I would say all of our kids are very trustworthy. All of our kids are pretty trustworthy yeah. now. But anyway, back to marriage when it comes to that. So the very first point oh, we want to talk about when it comes to openness, I have no idea what you said. Openness. Openness and honesty. <laughs> That's creepy. Is the first point we want to make is it creates ultimate trust. And let's be honest, when we get into a blended marriage, ultimately at the very beginning, we already have trust issues. Because we're in this relationship due to some type of circumstance that we didn't choose, right? It's either divorce, maybe a death, something, right? Something that caused us to be in the situation that we do not want to be, didn't want to be in and before, and we already have trust issues coming in. So the one thing about openness and honesty is it does really create trust. Yeah, so you have to be careful with this. So openness is you need to be open with how you're feeling about something, but also not, you have to take your spouse's feelings into consideration. So don't come into it and just be like, I'm brutally honest. It's just too bad. I mean, that's not, you know, beneficial. Yeah. There's not beneficial to your relationship, but being open about your feelings and honest about what you're feeling and allowing them to do the same, not just you, you have to be open to them being open and honest with you. Uh, about feelings that they're having in the relationship. Now, if it's an addiction that we're talking about and you're like, oh, I relapsed again. Sorry. Telling you, you know, that's not going to build trust because then the following week, if you're like, oh, I relapsed again, relapse. Sorry. (laughs) I'm open. I'm honest. I'm open. I'm honest. (laughs) You know, it's, you have to take that, you know, with creating trust is, are you actually being open and honest? Are you allowing your spouse to be open and honest? And it depends on what you're being open and honest with. If it's something like an addiction, you need to not just be like, sorry, did it again. It's, you have to be putting the work in too. So screw up. This is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big thing for me, you know, when I think of creating trust is, you know, when Christy and I got together, uh, you know, we lived very unchristian lives for a very long time. And unfortunately my wife knew me back then. And so, you know, when we got together, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, are you still the same person you used to be? And I'm not, and I, and I hadn't been for years, but a year and a half. Okay. For a year and a half, not today, a year and a half. There's the honesty people. Not a year and a half ago now. Okay. It's been a year and a half when we first got together. (laughs) Okay. So it's been like 12 or 10 years, 10 or 11 years. But the point was, is that you know, giving and making sure that she has full access to my email, to my cell phone. Like, I understand a lot of times what we think to ourselves is like, I'm an adult, you know, I have my own stuff. I'm allowed to have my own privacy. Nobody's saying you're not allowed to do anything. But what we're saying is if you want to take your faith, your family and your marriage, right, your future of what you're building right now to the next level, you need to be willing to be open and honest in all facets of your life. Like my goal is to create a trust within my relationship with my wife. I don't want it to rely on the way that things used to be and that she should just trust me now. She should just know. That's yeah. a, that's an unfair statement, right? I want trust in my relationship. What am I willing to sacrifice to do that? And and I will sacrifice everything for that for her because her trust in me means everything. And today when I was out to lunch with uh, with Ross, my pastor at our, sh- our church, you know, we kind of talked about that. And I said, you know, as Christian and I were talking about it the other day and I looked at her when we were in the car and I said, you know, because of your true faithfulness to loving Jesus, I know I can trust you. And that alone... Uh, I can trust in that, right? Because I know that how faithful she is into to believing in, in her own walk in Christ, you know? So things like that make a big difference. That openness and honesty of the way, the way that we work really does create a true trust bond. Mm-hmm. And that is true. That's why you need to have God at the center of everything. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. 
what can't you say open and honest with making progress to change yeah and it's that's the thing right and and i think a lot of times we kind of get caught up where we don't want to be judged and i think it's easy to tell people like uh well i don't want to be open and honest because you're going to judge me about that and i think that we have to get beyond that in our own personal relationships with our spouses it's like we want to be able to accept each other for how they are but also we want to make sure that we hold each other accountable to not stay where we are Right. I need Christy to push me a little bit spiritually and emotionally. You know, I need her to do those things. I need her to say, hey, you're not touching me enough. You're not loving right. me enough. You're not, you know, you're not doing these things enough. I need you to do that. And that's not to be mean or make Josh feel bad. And I used to take that in the beginning. Like, I'm never just never enough for you. And it's not that. Used to say that. I did say that. Right. Because that's lot. how it made me feel. But. But when I backed away and I started thinking like, wait a minute, she's not trying to just make me feel bad. Like she really is trying to talk to me about this. She's trying to be open and honest about something about the way that she feels, you know? And in doing so, I would I would then say, okay, I, I'm figuring out what she's trying to tell me. Like I need to do that more. The other day we're in the car and she looks at me and she's like, I need you to tell me I'm pretty today, you know? That's and not it, the way it went. Okay, but I'm ad-libbing. Do you oh, want me to tell them all? I, oh, let's tell it how it, how it happened, my love. <laughs> So we're sitting in the car. We're getting ready to go somewhere to be in public with people. And it's summertime, okay? So you don't get to hide behind big bulky sweatshirts and, you know, jeans, you know, or you'll sweat to death. And so you have to wear, like, tank tops and shorts. And, you know, so we get in the car and I go to put my sunglasses on my face and I'm like, you are so lucky that you have such a beautiful and voluptuous wife. And he was like, you feeling good about yourself today? I'm like, no, I need you to tell me. I need you to tell me more. So that's the way that it went. I like my girl Juicy, okay? <laughs> she knows that. She already knows that. But that's the point, right? So we should be able to be comfortable, though, in talking with our spouses and saying things like that. Like, don't, I don't want people to think that we got this right away because we didn't. No. Okay, so the first, like, two or three years, it was, like, knockdown, drag-out fights. Because I'd go to him and I'd want to talk to him about <clears throat> things I needed more. I was still a broken person that was healing. I was still drinking when we got together. A lot of people don't know this. So Josh and yeah, I... Yeah, she was drinking when we got together. <laughs> Okay, if we're going to throw stones, we're going to chuck some. <laughs> oh, man. So I met him when I was 18, and I was dating his best friend. I'm 42 now. Okay, so that was a long time ago. Yes, we've been together for 10 years, but um, I met him when I was 18, and I was dating his best friend, and he was actually dating his My ex-wife. old best friend. His old best friend, yeah. <laughs> his best friend at the time, I should say. Yeah. And so that's how I got to know him, and then... Um, in 2006, we had ran into each other again. I was going through a separation. He was divorced. And then, but then in basically 2011, December 31st of 2010 is when we made it official. Yeah. Um, where we started actually dating each other. And I was almost 32, I think. Because mm -hmm. I quit when I was 32. I quit drinking when I was 32, people. Okay. Throwing stones. Um, so yeah, 31 is when we started dating. So, and I knew him when I was 18 and he was, um, a ladies man back then, you know, he's like spread a seed. I wore leather. <laughs> <laughs> he had the mustache. I had the mustache. Cowboy hat. <laughs> Chaps. <laughs> so that we had to work through because then when we got together, he was a year and a half sober and he was a different person and I was still drinking. And then we moved in together. I didn't trust him because I thought he was still that same person back then. Yep. I was still broke, 
heavily broken, you know, covering that up with alcohol. So when I would sit and try to talk to him about stuff that I was feeling, he would go into nothing's ever good enough. Like I'm not enough for you. And I would get so mad because I'm like, you're not listening to me. Like I need to trust you. I want to trust you. And I need this to be done. And we would just get in fights. We would argue about that. Yeah. Which was really weird, but we did. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not hearing me. No, you're not hearing me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But and that, then it would go shut. Sometimes it'd go and shut down. Okay. You're right. Yep. Done. Sometimes it had to end that way. Yeah. To get to the next. So it didn't start right away. I mean, it, no, it took, took a while. Like three or four years. Like just 15 minutes ago, I think we got, <laughs> we, were, we got better at it. That is not true. No, it's not true. But the trust thing has been a, a work in progress the whole time. Like yeah. it has been. And that's why we wanted to start off with number one about open and honesty. Like we've had to continuously be open and honest with each other about everything and say, you know, I'm an open book, babe. Like I'm, I am. And if you ask her now, and I believe now, I believe her now when I ask her, like, do you know that I love you? And she's like, I know that you absolutely love me. Yeah. And you know, don't you? I do. Though, don't get me wrong. There's still time. I know he loves me, but there's still times. Don't put a butt on that. I'm not putting a butt on that. Okay. I'm not. Okay. But there's still times, ladies, I don't want you to think that I'm walking around and we're in the store and like a supermodel walks by us. I'm not like. (laughs) I'm seeing because if he's like, which he doesn't because I watch. (laughs) Just make sure. (laughs) I'm going to be like, are you, do you mean take a picture? Like, what are you looking at? Like, there's been times yeah. that we have done that because that's an insecurity on my behalf. Now, granted, men, if you are checking out other women, and I've seen men do it blatantly in Sam's Club. Yeah, not when, even that long ago. No. And then he looks forward and sees me looking at him. I'm like, disgusting. <laughs> you I know. So disgusting. But um, if you're going to be checking out other women, you shouldn't be with somebody. Okay, if you can't keep it in your pants, then you should be single for a while until you learn to tame it and get it under control. Oh, wow. You shouldn't be in a committed relationship. So, anyway. <laughs> Don't think that so I'm not insecure sometimes and still where I'm like, I just feel like you check out other girls sometimes. And then we have to have a whole conversation about it. But it's better than like letting it fester and be yeah. a little seed and then grow into something that's bitter. And the next thing you know, I'm walking around two weeks later, haven't talked to him, really been closed off to him. And he knows something's wrong, but he doesn't really want to ask because he doesn't want to open it. that Pandora box, <laughs> that Pandora's <laughs> box, you know, and then he waits, which is annoying. Sometimes he'll wait until I bring it up. Like, I know that you can tell that something's strong. Why haven't you said anything? She's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Okay. I'm just like, I'm not ready to set it off yet. And I have to get all the information first for safety purposes. Like I have to like be completely prepared, but real quick. Okay. It's really <laughs> important. Creates trust. Basically, <laughs> That's number one. Everything is good. Okay. Trust is happening right now. We're working it all out. But it's important, guys, that you understand, men, okay, specifically, right? Like, if you're a woman and you've been together for 10, 12 years like we have, and your wife looks at you in the car and says, I need you to tell me this. Like, don't think, you already know that. I already say it. No, we need to continue to do this. We need to continue to do these things, open and honesty, allow her to do that. I mean, women are much more emotional creatures than us men. And if we want our wives to love us the way that we ask them to love us, we need to make sure that we... We need to make sure that we love them the way um, that they need to be loved. And that's sometimes hard, right? Because work gets in the way, stress gets in the way, and we have all these things. But Dogs. Dogs get in the way. Yes. But openness and honesty 
builds ultimately can strengthen trust like there's no tomorrow. Believe me, if there's trust between us and our relationship because we knew each other the way we used to be and the way that we lived, anybody can do it. That's why openness and honesty is such a core, core aspect of our marriage. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on to number Look two. Look at what Stacy said. We beat it that one right to death. She goes, um, here's something, here's something sad. I ignored my ex-husband for two weeks and when I brought it up to him, he hadn't even noticed. Yeah, well, that's why he's your ex, so let's just say that. <laughs> that's sad. You married up, okay, Stacy, you got yourself a good one now. All right. So you married up a notch. You're good. You have a good one. Doug's a great guy. So and that is sad. That is sad because guys to them are like, oh, she's not nagging me anymore, so I don't have to worry about it. And that's sad. It's true, though. That's a that's a male thing, right? Guys are very, like, on to the next thing. They don't want to worry about nothing. They don't want any consequences with stuff like that. And that's just how men operate. I'm not an ag. I'll bring it up and be like, oh, we need to fight about it. And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. No, she doesn't nag. It's No, no, you fight differently. You fight. Don't. Okay, don't. We're not letting her off the hook. Okay. No, she does not nag. Okay. But there is an undertone that is permanent until that is resolved. Okay. So that's the truth. Number two. We're moving on to number two. <laughs> Stuck on that one. Uh, safety, right? Safe. Mm -hmm. It creates a safeness between you two, right? So being open and being honesty, just like Christy was saying in the car about saying something about me saying, you know, how she looked is that's a safe thing. She wanted to feel safe. That's what she's crying out to me right now, right? We're getting ready to go somewhere and I want you to make me feel safe mm -hmm. and loved, True. right? And so it's important that we open up and we are safe and safe enough and feel safe enough and comfortable enough to share those types of intimate things with our spouses. Well, <laughs> and another point, you know, recently there has been, there's been something that happened at our church that I've been involved in that Josh wasn't involved in. And I had to have a meeting with some of the leaders of our church and I felt like, you know, it wasn't handled up to the way that it should have been handled given the gravity of the situation. Yeah. And I didn't cry. I didn't get emotional. And I had to leave after that. And he's starting to freak out. My dog's starting to flip out. Um, need to open the door and let him out. He, <clears throat> Yeah, he just let him out. It's okay. fine. It's okay. Sorry. So when, yeah, sorry. When we, uh, got, when I got to life group where he was, when I got to life group, um, he took me outside and asked me how it went. That's when I actually started crying. And that I was telling one of my friends later that he's like my safety. Like I, that's when my real true raw emotions can come out and I can talk to him open, honest, truthfully about what, what happened, what I was feeling and how it was handled and actually get emotional about it and let them be shown because I feel safe. And that is the way that your marriage should be. Yep. Like it shouldn't be a place that you have to hide your emotions. It should be a place that that raw, authentic feeling can come out and not be judged and be heard and listened to. And Stanley is freaking out right I am, now. He's walking I'm around. about to push him out the door. He's it's like going he, nuts. where he needs to go is out the door. It is. And I think it's important, like, if a lot of times, especially when we jump into blended families, is there is such a misplacement of safe feeling, right? Mm -hmm. We feel like I need to be a safe place for myself and for my own children. And Christy needs to be safe for herself and her own children. We booted my dog. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that we understand that the safety needs to begin with us because I want Christy's kids to feel safe. 
right in my in this relationship as well yeah. is I want my kids to feel safe with her. And I don't mean safe as in a physical sense, right? I mean safe as in a spiritual and an emotional sense. So if this isn't safe, she is definitely not going to feel safe like her kids are safe with me in that yeah, same way. True. So it's so important that we understand the brevity of safety when it comes to the connection between husband and wife, especially in our blended families, because we're, we have a high expectation. I mean, just, we talk about it all the time, like in the beginning of our relationship, we're like, okay, we're together now. Y'all get used to it. Like to our kids, right? Like, like, this is what we're doing now. This is you guys are sharing this bedroom. This is what we're doing. We're doing everything together and we're a family and you need to like it. It was wrong. It was wrong. It was fully on wrong, right? We mm -hmm. didn't we didn't do it the right way. And that's why we want to really push forward on helping other blended families. But the point is, is that, you know, when we talk about my kids didn't feel safe with her, not in an emotional way, and her mm -hmm. kids didn't feel safe with me. I was like putting them in corners and telling them that they can't talk like that and like all these things, right? Like, okay, we need, and she didn't like that. So now she doesn't feel safe in that. So mm -hmm. it's just so important that we are open and honest and upfront about the way that we feel with each other. So we create a safety so our children can also feel safe. So it's just so important. Yeah. And I think part of what um, makes your marriage safe with the openness and honesty though is all is always he's never like I can get pretty he can too but we both can like in certain situations in public we can both be pretty sharp-tongued not with one another but with other people and I think part of the openness and honesty in a marriage to make it feel safe is that he's never told me that he's been embarrassed of me in the way that I've acted or what I've said, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm really sorry that that happened. You're, he's like, you never have to worry about me being embarrassed to be with you or mm. be seen with you or be around you. And that's him hopefully being honest. Okay. And if it's a lie, who cares? Um, <laughs> it's not a lie, no. but that is another thing that makes you feel safe in your marriage, your marriage, beside your relationship with God, your earth is the number one earthly relationship on the on earth yeah. and you need to create trust. You need it to be a safe place. It needs to be the most important thing and that it takes a lot of hard work and it's not easy. And uh, him and I were just grumpy to each other this morning because we both had lack of sleep yeah. and you know, Stanley, he's like, I put the ottoman in the hallway at one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, it needs to be done before one o'clock in the morning. And this was like at six o'clock, you know, when we I was were still in bed. And I was trying to get up for work. I need sleep, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and then he tells me today when I get home, like, Hey, I went out, I was in the living room with Stanley trying to make it to where he didn't bug you until midnight. And then I finally brought him back in when he settled down. And then he got up at one and he, I put him out and I put the ottoman in the way I didn't get to sleep till three. And then I got up at seven, you know, and I didn't know all that stuff. I just knew at six, when I'm getting up for work, I'm mad that at one o'clock in the morning, I had a dog waking me up and it's like the third night in a row. And now, you know, demon spawn are going to be crawling out of my nose and my mouth and everything else, just stabbing people, you know? Yeah. But instead of me reacting, he didn't, I didn't react. I did say K, which I knew. And I know that, you know, he's like, I'm, yeah, I was upset, but I'm like, I'm not going to argue right now. Cause I'm laying here trying to sleep. It's like, <laughs> K. I'm like, I have to get up and go to work. This stupid dog. <laughs> and I, we couldn't end up going back to sleep. But yeah, nonetheless, I mean, the whole point and purpose is it's just so important that, you know, we create a safe environment. Yeah. Like 
she doesn't feel like she can't get up in the morning and be upset about something. She doesn't ever feel that way. I mean, do you? No. You feel like you can be upset? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You never feel... I mean, I'm not saying free reign like you can scream no, at me and I like don't. throw stuff at me, but... We've we've built that respect, though, yep. to where if I'm mad about something, I'm not disrespectful to him, and he allows me to get and work through these feelings. He knows I'm going to calm down. Mm-hmm. He knows that I'll become level. If we're super angry about something, we are not level-headed. Yeah, if you just want to be... Is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you just want to be honest with yourself, you're not level-headed. So to allow your... Uh, your spouse to have that space while they're worked up and angry, work through it themselves, yep. let them calm down and then come back to the table level headed. That's a win-win for everybody. You never want to get into an argument or engage with someone that's not level headed. I mean, that doesn't make no, sense. No, but a lot of times in those situations, though, we're trying to make sure that we, we just want the other person to hear it from our side. Like, right. I just need you to understand what I'm trying to say. Oh, I understand. I just don't care. Right. And that's <laughs> that's open and honest. Okay. And that's the truth. So it doesn't do any good. Why keep pushing it at that point? You know, it's, um, I heard something not too long ago. It says we need to, uh, I think Jay and Laura LaFoon said something, but it's kind of around the same thing, right? When you're really heated in a heavy uh, situation and you, one of you people want to be done, one of you people, one of you, one of you, the husband or the wife wants to be done. Like, I can't keep arguing right now. You got to say, okay, I want to walk the dog or I want to get in the car, like take a car ride. Now that's just a phrase to say, but that means, Hey, I need to take a break. I'm about to either number one, say something I don't want to say, like it's mean, or I stopped listening. And so there's no solution to this anyway. Yeah. But it also means that I promise to come back. Like I promise to come back and finish this situation. But all of that together creates a safe environment for you. Like she can tell me how she feels anytime she wants to tell me how she feels. No matter how many times she feels like she's telling me, she still knows that she can though. Mm -hmm. And that's because she feels safe. Okay. So that's number two. Number three. Yeah, man, we need to move on. That's number three. Run. It creates true best friends. Now I hear people say it all the time. Yeah, like oh and they're gosh, lying. My spouse is my best friend because I hang out with them like four hours a week. That's a lie. Okay, no, like no, like what is truly makes this person your best friend? Like truly, like ultimately, like what makes you a best friend with somebody? It's not their gender. Okay, a guy doesn't have to be a best friends with a guy, and a girl doesn't have to be best friends with a girl. It's because the other person really understands them. But that takes time. Yeah. That's not a natural thing that just occurs just kaboom. All of a sudden I met the neighbor and we're best friends, right? Like stepbrothers. Like it doesn't work like that. Do we just become best friends? Do we just become best friends? Right. And that's the thing, right? It takes hard work. But where are you pouring that work in? And the openness and the honesty, truly, if you really work hard at that and you work diligently, like Christy said, it didn't happen overnight in our marriage. It absolutely didn't. It took a lot of work. And a lot of times where we're like, I don't want to be open and honest anymore. And I know she got frustrated. She's like, he's not listening. He's not listening. But she pushed forward anyway. And because of that, we worked through it. I'm and pretty then, stubborn. And then, yeah, and so am I. So that works out really good and really hard sometimes for us. But ultimately what it does, it really makes us true best friends. Like I want to spend my free time with my wife. I love my free time with my wife. I love, I want to work with my wife. You know, I love hanging out with her. She gets me and she cares that she gets me. And she doesn't always just want to do things her way. About 67% of the time she does, but the other is mine. And I'm allowed to have that time to myself. I give him permission. <laughs> yeah. And I'm allowed to do it. And it's nice. And it's like I'm running around the yard with just a collar on. Oh my Zaps God. me if I go too far. It's fine. No, but you know, it's true though. It's just absolutely. We nice. are truly best friends. We like, are. We truly. Lo- <laughs> we love to do everything together. Everything. Like everything. 
Yeah, there's not too many things. I don't. Okay, so I, I mean, I don't want to go in the bathroom and poop with them or anything. <laughs> oh, no, we got side by side toilets. <laughs> we, um, you know, I've went and got a, a pedicure with her before. She's like, "Would you go do that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do that. I don't care. I ain't got no shame in my game." I didn't want to go by myself. Yeah, and of course, I don't want her to go by herself. But I went. You know, it wasn't my thing. And she's like, "Okay, he didn't really enjoy that." And she never asked me to go again because she's not like, "This is what I like to do." And you're coming with me, like, you know. So it's things like that. She'll go golfing with me. She she don't want to go golfing. You don't hate golf. I do so. She was like, last year we went and she was like, I want to get my own clubs now. She doesn't hate it, people. Okay, let's just be honest. I don't but mind, go- I I don't mind golfing if there's no one else around me to watch me or see me do it. It's just me and him. If there's other people around, I hate it. If there's no other people around, it's fine. But you'll go. With me, you'll go. Yes. Right? She'll do that and be happy. She doesn't throw a fit and be like, no. well, I'm doing my duties. I do until we get there. <clears throat> like, <laughs> you have. You have. You have a few times. And then once we get there, I'm like, yeah, this isn't that bad. No, it's not that bad. I don't really throw a fit either. I'm just quiet. I talk a lot. For anyone that knows me real, real well, they, everyone can always tell when there's something wrong with me because I don't talk. It's a, sto- it's a calm before the storm. <laughs> I just am silent. Comes. I'm like, it's best. <clears throat> Silence is best. Here it comes. You know, Cassie says, she goes, you guys give me hope. You know... To be honest with you, I appreciate you saying that. You know, it's just hard work. It's just we talk about it open takes and time, honesty. though. It takes it, time. It takes time. Like, and don't yeah. don't take your foot off the pedal. Yeah. Always keep it going, no matter how you feel about it. No matter what. I don't always want to be open and honest about every little thing with my wife. You know, sometimes I'm just like, is it really necessary to do? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And and we get to where we we get on almost a cruise control with some of it. And then other times you're just like, I don't feel like doing it. And it's like, okay, now's the time that I need to do it the most, you know? Uh, you know, I'm tired and I've had a bad day. And now all of a sudden my wife is, you know, wanting to talk deeply about something that I don't feel like talking about. And it's like, okay, my marriage matters though. Like I'm going to be tired another day, but I'm not going to have this opportunity to build stronger stuff in my marriage. So if this is a time that she needs me and wants to talk to me, it's it's time that I stop, I pause, I put my phone down, and I give her the time she deserves, you know? And it's just important that we don't let up on those types of things. And it does take time. Well, and we love each other for the people <clears throat> that we are. And, like, if we're going to be completely open and transparent and honest about this, he is much better at catering to me than I am to him. Like by leaps and bounds. If he, like, let's say I was tired and had a long day. I'm just going to be honest. These are things that I need to work on. If I was tired and had a long day and he comes to me and he's like, you know, I really want to talk deeply about this. I would say, I really can't. I don't have the mental capacity to talk about this right now. Can we please talk about this at a later time? Which is hurtful to him. And, but he's never crucified me for that. He's usually just been like, yeah, that's fine. You know, and it hurts his feelings. I know it does. And I need to be better at that. He doesn't do that to me. If he's had a long, tiring day and I come home and I'm trying to talk to him deeply about something, he never turns me away. Never. And he's always patient with me. And he always listens to me and he always hears me out. Now, studies show that women say up 10,000 more words a day than men do. So he's just built the capacity to handle more words coming in his ears. I'm used to having them come out of my mouth, not go in my ears. And so, but that's transparency because we love each other for who we are. And I know deep down, I want to get better at being there for him in the times when I'm tired and just can't take anymore. 
the number one person I should be there for is him. And it's, I don't always give that to him. And he always gives it to me without fail. Always. That's because you're the queen. <laughs> the thing is though, too, and I think it's important that we understand our spouses to the core. And, you know, Christy uh, grew up, and if you know her story, she grew up most of her life not feeling like anybody loved or cared for her. And she has every right to feel that way because if you knew her story, you'd understand. And so my job as a husband is I don't want her to ever feel that way. Like, I want her to know that I'm available for her emotionally, spiritually, physically, I mean, mentally at all times, no matter what. Like, and I'm capable of doing that. Okay, no matter what, at any point in the time, God has designed me for this woman. And so I need to tap into it sometimes. Like, I have to go deep, right? But I can do it. And so, you know, I know that she deserves it. And it's my job to make sure that she knows that she's worth it. So I do those things. And that openness and that honesty um, is something that we work hard at. But it's something that we also put as a, a major priority in our in our relationship. You know, she is my, besides my relationship with God, she's my number one priority. And that's next to my kids. And that is not easy for me to even verbalize that. Not in a blended family. It's not. It's not. It's super hard. I and don't even want my kids in the next room and I don't even want them to hear that. <laughs> it is. It's hard. It's really, really hard. But it's hard. so important. Because they don't understand. In a blended family, they don't. They really don't. They, they really don't. They understand. don't. But it's good that they see that. Yeah. They, it's good that they see that bonding between us. And it's important that uh, for our marriage to exude that for them and for everybody else that we know, you know, to do those things. So, all right. So, number four. <clears throat> yeah, man. We number four. The last thing, okay? It really deepens intimacy in your relationship. It really deepens intimacy. It creates a closeness that nothing else can break. And that's we're not the just truth. talking about sex. No, 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 no. I mean, that's the fun part. But, you know, when we talk about intimacy, though, we talk about a true connected uh, portion of who we are on a really, really deep thing. Like, I have insecurities about myself that I have a really hard time talking about. And, um, with my wife, she knows those things. I know mm. she knows them and she doesn't bring them out to my face. I don't have to be that open about those things, but we know, you know, and we've shared those things and she has her own things like that. But I know she's the only person that knows. And that to me is a, tr is a true connection on the highest level, the, the, the center part of our intimacy, you know, and it's important that she knows those things. It's important me, to me that she does know those things. And it's even more awesome because I do allow her to know me so well that I don't have to verbalize it all of the time. And that's due to being super open and honest about who we are. It's hard to be open and honest about our, the parts we don't even like about ourselves. You know, yeah. it's so hard. I do know them. And if we're ever out in public and I feel like someone's about to attack one of his insecurities, I will stab them. <laughs> I'm an ultimate protector. Just so we're clear, one of those one of those apparently is visible, so that's good to know. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. So, but it is important, right? So intimacy, and a lot of times people do get intimacy mixed up with just sex. And it's sex is a very small portion of intimacy, actually. Actually, people can have sex and be not intimate at all. You know, and it's important that we have a, a super closeness about us, uh, you know, in our lives to to make sure that. All of our life is intimate. All portions of our lives are intimate. And we do that, truly we do that through our openness. And honestly, we do that with Christ, with open and, and honest with him, even though he knows. it's There's something special about verbalizing things to Christ when we're praying to him and talking to him about things that are deep inside of us. It creates that intimacy. Yeah, so I was talking with a friend the other day. 
Oh boy. I was talking with a friend the other day. Um, and <clears throat> it was so funny because she was like, Oh man, I wish we could just pray for that. I'm like, I will pray for that. And she's like, <gasps> she's like, Christy. I'm like, I'm super honest with God. Okay. He already knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> so I just tell him like, Hey, I really want to pray for this. I'm praying for this. And I know it's probably not right. And I know you probably wouldn't want me to pray for it. So I need you to change my heart about it. But for now, this is the way I feel. And then eventually, you know, God will change my heart on things yeah. or, you know, I'll have, he'll change at least my perspective to say I was kind of praying correctly, but not quite, you know, he'll, he'll help me see the reality of the situation. And it was so funny because she started cracking up. She's like, you are so funny. I'm like, I'm honest with him. He made me, he knows who I am. And so, and he already knows I'm thinking it. So I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm going to be completely open and honest yeah. and tell him. Yeah. This is the way I feel. And I know it's not right, but this is the way I feel right now. And I'm mad about it or, you know, I just need this person to go away out of my life forever. And that's just how I am. That's because you have a real close, intimate relationship, though. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of times people think when they pray, they have to be very formal and they have to talk only about the good things and all this stuff. And when you have a real close, intimate relationship with Christ, you feel like, I can tell him when I'm mad at him. Like, I'm about to get in my car and the whole way to work, I'm going to let him know, have a piece of my mind about how mad I am about things that are going on right now. Mm -hmm. That's true intimacy, right? And knowing that I can pick up the phone and call my wife and tell her upset, how upset I am about something and not worry about her judging me or thinking poorly of me or thinking like, oh my gosh, how dare you, you know? She doesn't do those things. And it's that true openness about who I really am and her ex willing and willingness and accepting of who I am that creates that true, real close, intimate bond. That's what creates true best friends. That's what creates trust. That's what's the ultimate of what we're trying to do is have real intimate relationships with each other, truly. And you do have to put God at the center. Oh, that's a must. Yeah, like yeah, your happen. marriage... Your marriage has to have openness and honesty, and but it needs God at the center or it's not going to work. I, yep. It's Every human being has a hole in their heart that only can be filled by Jesus. And so partner. much of the wor world is trying to fill it with alcohol or porn or gambling or shopping or eating. Or relationships. Or relationships, yep. all of those things. It needs Jesus in there. And then you start working on your relationship together because you're both chasing after the only thing that can truly make you happy, which is Jesus. Mm. And you're doing that together. Like when you sit down and you're doing something in your relationship, what would Jesus want you to do? I mean, would Jesus really want you mad at your spouse for this specific reason of what you're mad at them about? Or are you really having those feelings and you really need your spouse to hear you out on it and you just don't want to have the conversation? You need to have the conversation. Pray about it beforehand. Pray about it during. Pray about it after. Pray together, you know, about that. It's it's so important um, to have that because God changes our heart. God doesn't need us to pray to him. Right. We need to pray to him yeah. because that's when he changes our hearts. He mends relationships. He mends our hearts. He mends our marriages. He mends, mends our families. And blended families really, really, really need to do this because nuclear families are hard enough. Yeah, Blended families yeah. are harder. And it's very, very important to have openness and honesty in the relationship and put God at the center. You pray about it before you even have a talk. If there's going to be a heated discussion about it, pray together first, mm. you know, and then that softens your heart. Make a commitment. No matter what way it goes, at the end, you pray together. It's oof. 
Do you want to make it work or not? Yeah. Yeah, you know, openness and honesty is one of the hardest things to do, but it can be the most fruitful thing in your marriage, especially a blended family marriage. You know, Cassie says, do you guys do mentorship? We're actually working on something right now to, yeah, to offer, and we'll keep everybody kind of uh, informed on that as that uh, later develops. But uh, we can private message you, Cassie, a little bit more about some of that stuff. But, uh, you know, openness and honesty. Have an open and honest conversation with your spouse this week. You know, sit them down. Have Pour something out that you feel like maybe has been a dark spot in your relationship. It's important that you do that. And you do it in a calm way. And you do it in a way like, hey, it's important that we 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 talk about these things because I want our relationship to go deeper. I, it's important to me that things, our, our relationship gets to be ironclad where nothing can destroy it. And that only takes, um, that only happens if we take purposeful action consistently and open and, uh, openness and honesty is one of those major things. You need to remember that you and your spouse are on the same team and nothing to me is more powerful than that. Cause I need reminders sometimes of that. I'll be, doing something during the day um, or if he'll text me something and I'm just like, I'm so mad right now, you know, and then not about I, me, <laughs> but I need to be reminded sometime, like, listen, I don't need to get defensive with him. He's on the same team as me. You know, my feel, he is going to hurt my feelings. Sometimes I'm going to hurt his feelings sometimes, but we are on the same team yeah. and that's human. That's human. We're not always going to say the right thing. We're not always going to do the right thing. We're going to get caught up in things. He's mm -hmm. on the same team as me. And I need to be there for my teammate. I don't need to say, well, my teammate needs to be there for me. Yeah. I need to remember he's on the same team as me. I need to be there for my teammate. I need to give him the benefit of the doubt. I need to pray for him. And I need to say, hey, you really hurt my feelings. Mm. I'm really hurt right now. It's going to take me a little bit to work through this or deal with this. We need to talk about it. We need to bear the burden together, you know, bear the yoke together of this mm -hmm. problem. But you both need to remember you are on the same team. Divorce should not be an option. In a blended family, you've already been divorced. It should not be an option. It is not an option. Yes. It is not an option. And we don't want our children to be divorced. We don't want our children in blended families. So how are we going to be the example, right? Are we going to put forth the, the amount of energy that's necessary each and every day? And it's not easy but it's possible. So, mm -hmm. you know, be encouraged that openness and honesty is something that can be had, but it takes a lot of work and it does take time. But every day you got to get up and say, I'm pouring in this week, you know, this, this day, this week, this month, this year, uh, may be rough, but I'm not going to stop pouring into this because it is the basis that makes everything possible. You know, goes Christ, then your spouse and, and don't be a that. child. Okay. Don't be like, you're being a real and then call the person a name. Oh, I'm just being honest. No Don't be a child problem. about no it. Yeah. Problem. Like, like we've never done that. Mm -mm. Never. Nope. And we've, I never will. Absolutely will not. We've made a pact. I mean, one of the things I hate too has been like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm not saying he's done this, but in my previous relationship, you know, or relationships, you know, even with boyfriends growing up and stuff, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, I can't promise that I'll never say that again because no one knows what the future holds. That's such a crack of crap like it's a cop out it is a cop out yeah make a commitment to yourself that you're not gonna call your spouse a name ever done ever we've been together for over a decade and we've never called each other a name never and 
that's something that has been a huge, huge thing. And if you have done it in your relationship, don't be like, well, it's too late. We already did that. No, no stop. No, today's a, today's a new day. Yeah. Stop doing it. Yeah. So open and honesty, loving, loving, open yeah. and honesty as if the person's on the same team as you because they are yeah. and talking to them the way that God would want you to talk to them. That's right. Well, if you haven't did us a favor yet and shared this episode, please do so. We do really appreciate it. Hey, if there's any topics that you're looking for us to cover uh, that we have never covered before, please let us know. We would be happy to talk about it. Uh, we're here every Thursday live at 7. We'll see every you guys. Every Tuesday. What did I say? Thursday. We're here every Tuesday I'm a liar live. being open. And what he has on his mind is that we also do perfectly blended events at churches. If anyone is interested in having us yeah. do a perfectly blended event about blended families at your church or any venue, please yeah. contact us. Yes, please. Uh, PerfectlyBlendedEvent.com is the uh, website to go to, and you can just click on it and we'll get in contact with you. Uh, just let us know. All right. We but it is Tuesdays. It is Tuesdays. Sorry. <laughs> We have, we have something that we do celebrate recovery Thursdays at seven too. So my mind goes to that apparently as well. So, hmm. all right, guys, have a great night. We'll see you next week. Bye.